thing shows up while I'm trying to record. And why is MySpace trending? I do not know. I'm trying to figure that out, though. It's kind of interesting because I've heard MySpace be brought up on a couple podcasts recently. Well, specifically, I think something doesn't sound right here. I feel like I, uh, check. I should have figured this out before I started recording, right? I mean, you'd think I'd have this, have this lined up. Something sounds, something sounds different. I, f I feel like I've, I'm forgetting a setting, but direct monitor's on. It's still showing my monitor, even though the monitor's off. I guess we're good to go. I guess we're live, or whatever. It's never live. I don't have such great up. I don't have good uh, upload speeds. Huh. Yeah, MySpace is trending. I have to get back into that, though. Also, speaking of Twitter, they added fleets, so... Twitter themselves kind of marketed as the, you know, the tweets that you thought about tweeting, but you didn't. You're like, nah, at the last second, I think the tweet read. Like, now there's a place for that, and it's called Fleet. So you just tweet the garbage bullshit that you want to say and know that it'll delete itself in 24 hours. I, I guess that's, I guess that's the idea of it. But it's like, if you're out with your friends at night and you've been drinking and you're really, really drunk, are you gonna, you know, are you gonna be too drunk to, to remember to mark it as a fleet? Or while you're drunk, maybe you just decide you're ballsy. All of a sudden, you're ten foot tall and it ain't gonna be a fleet. You're, you, you mean what you say. You're gonna say this and then maybe you'll wake up the next day hungover and delete the tweet. Maybe that's how it'll work. I don't know, you know, because I've been living well over 30 years in a society that glorifies alcohol. Yay! That I mean, that alcohol? Totally cool. Let's sell it in mass, promote it. Alcohol sponsors everything. I mean, you might as well say, America, sponsored by alcohol. Meanwhile, plants, fungi, will land you in jail. You know, because we've had this whole war on drugs, and, you know, the drugs have been winning. In case you haven't noticed, now they're all legal in Oregon. I don't know how I feel about that. I gotta, I gotta say, if you would have asked me ten years ago, hey, you know, what do you think about, like, Oregon's gonna legalize all drugs. What's your opinion? Ten years ago, I'd be like, fuck yeah. I mean, duh, yeah. I mean... The other 48 should follow suit. Now, 10 years later, I'm uh, as a recovering opiate addict, I have mixed feelings, I guess, about it. But but now here's the thing. You're probably I heroin, legal, Oregon, yeah. I'm kind of bringing into question, I guess, other drugs. Because when they say all, there's a lot of fucking drugs out there. There's a lot of fucking drugs I'm not even aware of. And especially when you get into designer drugs or the, you know, like, you know, what I call like a mimic drug where it's like they stamp out one molecule and say this is illegal and then scientists go back to the lab, tweak it, 
uh, change it just enough to where it's you know not that same molecule and then they got to go all over again uh you know through all the litigation to stamp out that molecule but now they're getting uh the government's getting smarter about it um because i know specifically with like fentanyl damn i just about dropped coffee all over my keyboard um fentanyl and all of its analogs I think it like is actually written into the law that it's all of its analogs because there's so many analogs out of fentanyl. They would just go through the same thing they did with all the the what is it the designer cannabinoids at K two spice, which you start messing up the lingo, or uh, especially between like different groups of people, and then all of a sudden you lose them. Like wait, what K two spice? Because the thing is, is spice is DMT to some circles, I guess. But then Spice is also like that K2 whatever fake weed, whatever that that shit was several years ago that was like making its rounds like I guess throughout the whole country. I feel like being in uh located somewhere in the heartland of the United States, by the time something reaches us, I just assume it's nationwide at that point. I feel like we're always the last to know, or at least we definitely were the last to know, uh, you know, pre uh, internet. You be, whoa, I'm just going to stop right there. I'm trying to sound way, way, way too fancy, like getting over my head now with my linguistics. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Uh, about swim uh, for people who probably all of you nobody probably understands what swim is someone who isn't me so swim is used to keep anonymity uh, online in like erowid message boards I think it's called erowid it's it's like this website everybody goes to to get information about drugs because hey, you can't exactly, you know, trust what the government tries to tell you about them, right? So, Erowid, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of websites that. Erowid's just the only one that comes to mind. But Swim is someone who isn't me and it gives you anonymity. 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 Anyway, Swim had... A buddy of mine, lol, a 10.5 gram bag of, he's going to assume they were psilocybe cubensis after uh, asking a few professionals on Reddit, uh, shout out to... Shroom ID, R Shroom ID, I forget, I forget, I forget, but anyway, and uh, this person has uh, waited like upwards of 15 years, I think it was, he said, since the last time he had a uh, psycho psychedelic experience, uh, specifically through mushrooms. And uh, he was telling me that 
it it was uh, a good time, but not quite what he thought he had remembered from 15 years ago, I guess. I don't know. It was a little different. Told me something about getting his hair cut, the buzzer going around his head, and as it would make a pass, uh, the colors would change. His eyes were closed through the haircut. And he, me and him, we, we got just kind of got into this discussion, this bigger discussion about, uh, you know, after waiting 15 years, you know, how was it? Is uh, a little left to be desired. And then we got into a bigger conversation about, you know, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens when you're in a location where you have to resort to black markets to acquire things, right? And that kind of gave way to more discussion about the broader topic of, you know, the like overall war on drugs in America and how big of a failure it's been and It with Oregon, I think they're definitely on to something. And the argument for, I mean, my this is my opinion coming from a recovering opiate addict, right? So I guess I, I'm uh, qualified. Would that give you qualification? It's the only time. That being a junkie gives you any kind of qualification, right? As you give your opinion on a state legalizing uh, the drug that almost completely destroyed your life. Well, I guess I guess ultimately it was fentanyl. But potatoes, potatoes. Like even if I wouldn't have moved on to fentanyl, the fuck, the heroin was bad enough. Terrible. I think that by decriminalizing that in Oregon that's going to give some people a chance to seek recovery and get off the stuff instead of getting caught up in this vicious cycle where the only time they're clean is because they got caught and thrown in jail and say they're sitting in jail for 30 days that's enough time to get through the initial bullshit uh if you will but I don't yeah 30 days even your sleep's probably still fucked up let's just Put it this way, if you cold turkey from heavy, heavy, heavy opiate use and you just cold turkey and you just don't touch a shit for 30 days, you're just not miraculously okay on the 31st day. You're not out of the woods. The nightmares, kind of, I hate to say it, but it's far from over. <clears throat> and so what happens is these people get released from jail. You know, yeah, they've, they've forcefully withdrawn from the opiates but then it's like they're just gonna go right back and do it again and so uh, that there's a lot of a lot of implications that go along with that that's just like i know it's hard to grasp for people to think that it's like okay you're so you're gonna just tell me that if this person was able to just walk into the store anytime he wanted and buy the heroin that they're gonna quit I know, I know that's a very 
a very uh out outside of the box idea, I guess. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like it would work that way. And I'm probably not the best person to try to make an argument for it other than um my 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 personal experience was I got lucky. I never got caught. I sought treatment before I got in any kind of legal trouble and I bettered myself in the story, right? But I don't know that that's how it would have went down if I'd have got busted and thrown in jail and then you get out of jail and then it's like, oh man, fuck, I'm free. Now I want to get high. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess it's a, it's a good experiment. Uh, legalizing everything? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about that. I'm on the fence about that because I'm not, I haven't taken the time to sit and think about what that means when they say, like everything, or as far as I know, as far as I know, it's like decriminalize or something, pretty much. I know they were talking about how like, look, you're not going to jail anymore for cocaine or meth or heroin in Oregon. And it's like, what? So, I guess it could like, it's going to lead to more educated decisions to try these drugs. I feel like I feel like it will. And as far as the you know, why would a junkie ever get themselves off the shit if they're in a state where they can just like now they don't even have the fear of of going to jail. Well, let me tell you something. When I was at like the rock bottom, like the worst part of the dependency both uh, physical and mentally, just heroin was my god. I didn't give a flying fuck about law enforcement. You know, I was coming out of the city with golf ball, big, bigger than golf ball sized bags of beans, just, you know, tucked in my boxers. Like nothing. And, and I mean, these are amounts that if I'd have got pulled over like there's no way I could have safely just ate all that you know unless I had somebody with like you know shots of Narcan ready to rock afterwards I mean it it, there was like there was no consuming like you know you're pulled over and they find it you're just you're fucked right but that doesn't you don't even that's an afterthought you don't even it ain't even an afterthought I didn't even think about it I never even thought about it as a matter of fact, the only time I would have maybe ever even gave two shits about the thought of a cop was that, like, maybe part of me was, if I get busted, maybe I'll get better. But you don't ever see that happen. Whenever people get busted with the shit and they go to jail, you don't ever see that happen. At least I haven't. I guess I shouldn't say you don't ever see that happen. I can only go by personal experience and, you know what I've seen in my journey in life. And it I don't see people get busted with drugs, go to jail, and then they, then they just are better. Like the jail time, the getting locked up, the criminal charges, I don't ever see that I don't ever see that uh create a situation where the person comes out after that and is just like, oh man, I learned my lesson. I don't want to get high anymore. No, no. If anything, 
you now you're tagging that stigma of you're a criminal now. So now you're a criminal and you're a junkie. You're a junkie. You're a criminal. I mean, is there a bigger piece of shit on the planet? I mean, other than like pedophiles, murderers, shit like that. Like, I mean, is there any worse dredge of society than just a junkie criminal, right? I mean, it's pretty bad, right? We can all agree that, you know, society as a whole in the United States looks at junkie criminals with disdain and scorn. I guess this is where I should say, um, and rightfully so, damn it, but I can't. Can't really say that. Because I've been through it, and prior to going through it, I had a, you know, what I consider like the the general United States public view. And maybe that, maybe the general view of drugs is changing uh, in my spot of the world. But for the most part, criminal charges for drug, like it just, it's, it's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. It's a it's a good it's a good idea uh for a government. It's a great idea to make things that people are naturally curious about uh make them illegal. Good. Good for revenue. Good for throwing them people in jail and taking their money, taking their livelihood, taking everything from them. It's good for that. It's good for that. No, it was the drugs. The drugs took your life away. Well, yes. Yes. They do. They can. If you let them, they do. They can get the best of you. I mean, I will say this. There, I, just, I don't believe in recreational heroin use. And I know there's probably... People will argue that. But I just don't, like... I just don't... I don't know. Re- I've, I don't know recreational heroin users. I don't think I've ever known. I mean, I I, I remember meeting a kid. Uh, he was like 21. This is like six years ago. And like he's a smart, smart guy. This guy was like ordering shit off the dark web he, like he had he had this whole thing like even he had a virtual pc on a thumb drive so he took to his job which was an electronic store and we like ordered his shit off the dark web off of uh uh display laptops in the store i mean pretty i mean i guess that's a pretty good idea you know trying to keep your anonymity and and then he even had the shit mailed to like his grandma's address and it's a whole, a whole, a whole thing. It's just... But anyway, he, I guess, he got a hold of, he said it was heroin, but I'm pretty sure it was fentanyl. And so, and I mean, and that, and that's like, that's one of the big whole, that's the, you know, the problem right there. And not just with the opiates, but like all of the drugs, just everything that, uh, is affected by the the war on drugs is that you can never be sure of what you're getting and that's another good reason like Oregon is uh that's a another good reason for Oregon to be this little experiment that the rest of the United States can watch and and see what happens um but you would think that they're 
in that state, they're going to, I don't know, just, you would think that you, if you're in that state and you're just like, okay, this is, I want to do cocaine. You would think that it's like, well, you, you're going to know what you're getting in that state. You would assume that you're going to know what you're getting in that state. But I know that that's not, that's not really the case because I think they just decriminalized it they didn't you know I I don't think they just all of a sudden like not only are drugs legal but we got some shops popping up we got a factory for the heroin we got a factory for the cocaine we got a factory for the methamphetamine I don't think that is what's going on I think it's just you know you're still gonna have to get the black market drugs we're just not gonna throw you in jail for them that's probably about it. But now I guess like weed, you'll be able to get good weed. Mushrooms, you'll be able to get good mushrooms. People will be growing them like in the United States. They already are. I mean, people are growing them in Colorado. Um, I mean, hell, I guess if you're smart about it, smarter than me, I don't know how to do it. But if you're smart about it, you can order spore kits online and... I'm assuming somehow through some loopholes you're allowed to get these spore kits for educational purposes only and they only become illegal after you open the lid. This is just all anecdotal shit that I was told like over five years ago, maybe ten years ago. So look into that because I'm not I'm not sure. I'm just parroting some shit that I heard and definitely wasn't uh, like a super reliable source. But, uh, yeah. The war on drugs. The drugs are winning. They're definitely winning. But, I I do, I do, I, I see a sliver of hope. The, 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 the important thing, I think, going forward, is like, like forget about the heroin, the coke, and all. I don't care if that never becomes legal because, frankly, I don't really see any value in uh, heroin. I don't see really any value in cocaine, especially. I don't see any value in methamphetamine. I do see value in psilocybin uh, fungus, so like all, all the magic mushrooms, magic truffles. I see a lot of value in that. I see value in ketamine. I see value in MDMA. Um, these, you know, psychedelic substances or, you know, psychedelic-ish substances. Because MDMA, Molly, that's a weird one. Like, that's not, I mean, I don't know if it's... <laughs> Like MDMA, like the the MA is methamphetamine. It's like another form of methamphetamine. So it's like MDMA and the MA is methamphetamine. I don't really feel like looking at the whole thing. But the point is, is I don't think MDMA is like a a classical psychedelic. Like it's a stimulant. Like I would say it's like more a stimulant than a psychedelic or it's a stimulant with psychedelic properties. But at any rate... They're doing studies with the MDMA, and they're having really, really good results with the uh, war veterans with PTSD. <clears throat> Excuse me. So keep that going. That's looking good. Ketamine, that's already, uh, 
I guess that's already FDA approved at some point or some shit. I don't like so the comedian Whit or Whitney Cummings, I think, has ketamine diluted in water and it's in a nasal spray and she uses it for depression. I think that's what I, I think that's what I heard in an an episode of a podcast of who knows is one of one of Rogan's clicks one of one of Rogan Rogan centric or that wouldn't be the word Rogan uh, adjacent one maybe Rogan adjacent but yeah so there's already like so many levels of legalization or gray areas or we're studying here we're studying there but I'm just ready to see federal uh federal cannabis legalization federal fungus legalization the cannabis the fungus the plants the mushrooms those two federal all 50 states trump come on like executive order that shit when you're leaving office I mean, it's ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous that weed and mushrooms... I know weed's kind of like... You're kind of losing an argument if you're like, it's ridiculous that weed's not legal. Because weed is becoming legal slowly throughout the country. I mean, hell, like it's medicinal in the state I am. It's recreational right next door. A few more states over, it's been... I mean, I can, I think I can go just like a few states. I mean, it's a long ass drive, but I don't have, I mean, I can drive through a state or two and legally get mushrooms. Fucking awesome, right? But I really wish that it would just go federal. It really needs to go federal, psilocybin, uh, federal THC. Get with it. Come on. I mean, the government can make so much money through the taxes and shit. So, like, figure figure that shit out, right? I'm sure they do. They they got bean counters sitting and thinking, what's gonna make us more money? Legalizing it or keeping it illegal and getting revenue from busting these people? I, I know that's like a big part of it. It's gotta be. Because what what has American politics shown us in the last fifty years? It's just how fucking corrupt they are. Both sides. They're just a bunch of rich motherfuckers who just want to do and say whatever the fuck they can to keep their money in their pockets and make more of it and take less out of the... I'm not going to go on and sound like a like a Bernie bro or nothing. Like, And it's funny, too, because this isn't a political podcast. But I do have a very... Uh, pretty big interest in in drugs and like that the culture of it so i mean when i I get yeah i'll get political whenever it comes to something like yeah we need weed legal yeah we need mushrooms legal um and i think the government's just kind of like people are just losing arguments left and right against it and uh i think a big part i think a big part of this acceptance is we have to undo how many decades of brainwashing and propaganda against some of these things like like LSD creates Charles Manson. Well, we know that's bullshit because the the CIA creates Charles Manson. 
And then apparently they used LSD as a tool to do it. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. Right? I don't know. I've just been, I've been thinking about it a little bit more the last couple of days about um, how, I don't know. It's, I just, I feel like it's very, very aggravating because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm hearing such good things about psilocybin, specifically psilocybin um, and opiate addiction and well, also cigarettes, which that's a whole other thing. I mean, I, I mean, that's not good either. And I hate that I ever picked those up. But I keep hearing all these good stories about how people have had like one good psilocybin experience and it's done so much for their general mood. And there's a huge list of benefits of magic mushrooms that, that, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of the benefits are dose dependent. And I mean, I, I could, I don't really have. I don't really have enough time in today's episode to go through that list, but I've just been thinking about how irritating it is for me that, you know, I'm in uh, medic, what would you use? Medicated, medic, medi medicine assisted treatment, mat, I guess is what you'd call it. So, so I, so I take uh, buprenorphine naloxone combo so that like most people who have heard of it would have heard of it as suboxone and some people are on that for life some people are on it for months for years and then wean down I, I have uh, I have mixed feelings about like I don't want to be on it forever like I'm fortunate enough right now that I'm in, like I'm in a program and I don't have to out of pocket for it. But I don't know that that's going to last. And um that is very expensive medication if it's not being covered uh by insurance or your government. It, it can get pricey. Now, I know that that's a whole other discussion with there's a lot of drugs out there that are fucking priced way higher than they need to be. And I, and I think that's getting enough attention now that maybe they're starting to, to do something about it. Um, you know, so those, those, it could be cheaper. It could definitely be cheaper. And there's enough people now that I feel like that are, that are on buprenorphine or could potentially be buprenorphine customers because of all the, you know, all the, active illicit opioid addicts out there you know so that's like your your heroin junkie your garden variety heroin junkie that is your potential customer for suboxone and we have a record number of garden variety heroin addicts in the united states right now right it's kind of an epidemic So, those drugs could be cheaper, but I'm getting sidetracked because, like, the point is, I don't want to be on that shit forever. Okay, because you take this medicine, and it you like, and that that's it. 
Like that's all it is. Like once you're on the correct dose, uh, you, you don't feel it. Um, as a matter of fact, you only feel it if like, I guess if you stop taking it and then like 24 to 48, I don't know. I don't want to test it. I know it can take a few days because that stuff builds up in your system. But I guess like, you know, like three days later, four days later, you're going to start feeling like straight dog shit. Okay. So I'm hearing about how psilocybin mushrooms, uh, and I guess also like ayahuasca, uh, ah, can I never say that? Ayahuasca. Ah, there we go. Ayahuasca. I don't know why I always want to like try to pronounce the H. Like, ahu, ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah, I'd try it. I mean, but I'm not going out of my way to, to like save up all this money to go to the Amazon to do it, right? Because I like I've I've had a quality uh, psilocybin experience way back in 2005, and I know what that's capable of, and I know what you you know, and my intentions and everything. Like I was like in my early 20s. So when I took that back then, like it was, it was like, we're having a house party. We're going to watch Pink Floyd, the wall and fear and loathing in Las Vegas back to back, you know, uh, about, about the time you get to the scene where they're at the carnival on the ether, we're passing whippets around. Right. So, so the point is, is, that was just fun party time, right? But now, as I'm older and I would like to think a little more wiser, probably not any more mature because I'm perpetually a man-child and I like childish things, apparently. But fuck it, I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid, right? Is there anybody even remember Toys R Us? Certainly, certainly somebody out there knows Toys R Us. And Jeffrey, the giraffe, Toys R Us. Anyway, anyway, I don't even know where I was going now. I I totally lost, totally lost my train of thought, right? Which could probably, and seeing that could probably be fixed with psilocybin because that's one of the benefits. Uh, Visual and mental acuity. Uh, They're thinking that it like literally, I, is it is it like magic mushrooms are like actually causing neurons to grow and connect like is it like vitamins for your brain are psilocybin mushrooms literal vitamins for your brain and our government is uh uh-uh. uh no 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 you can't feed the brain you got to be fucking mindless work your shitty 9 to 5 that you absolutely hate Take these fucking antidepressants if you, you know, can't handle the job and you, you know. is If that sounds familiar, that's like, what, like 90% of the United States of America, right? I don't know, it's fucked up. They're not going to give, uh, you know, they're not just going to like willy-nilly be like, sure, take LSD and take mushrooms and figure out how fucked we've been making things for you for decades. Of course not, of course not. Of course, why would they why would they want to do that? (sighs) 
Yeah, I'm I'm no uh, college college degree. You know, I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. I'm. This is so interesting because I see all like I see all. There's all these podcasters out there. And they all like have way more credentials than me, you know. They're like either in TV or they got a college degree and this and that. I'm just like a regular old Joe Schmo fucking nobody from bumfuck United States backwoods hilly area. Yeah, yeah, that would probably explain why there's not a lot of people listening to this, but that's okay. I'll keep uh, busting out those hashtags on Twitter because somehow this is like November. What is today's date? Just over the weekend, I had like somehow poof out of nowhere. It was like over the course of Saturday and Sunday, between the above, I had like 40-something listens. So people are definitely clicking the hashtags. Like while I go and I'll just pick a trending hashtag. I was just talking about this in the last episode, I know. Uh, Trending hashtags and... uh, Put the, you know, put a link, Apple, Spotify, whatever. I know I could probably be doing a better job at what I'm doing, but you know what, as as long as it seems like, as long as I feel like people are at least given a chance, they listen to 30 seconds of it and they don't like what I have to say, that's fine. That's cool. You know, I will find my audience eventually. They just, it just, it's probably a very small select group of people. You know, maybe there's only a hundred of them. I'll find them eventually. I'm only like six months in. I think this podcast's only been around for like six months anyway. Yeah. My first episode came out in like June. Yeah. I'm like not even at the six month mark. And I've heard a lot of stories about how people have like marched through that first 12 months, that first year and then after it it pops off so i know i'm I'm like i know i'm getting my expectations and my hopes up in my head i you know once i hit uh 360 fucking whatever 12 months in one day that magically overnight i'm going to amass like ten thousand listeners or something right but see that's just it because if you believe in the law of attraction you have to you have to just project that out there yeah you hear these stories that these like famous uber rich like actors singers whatever and and they'll say stuff like i just willed it and it happened and i used to listen to that and be like man they're just like you know they're, they're just saying the thing right they're just saying the thing that you say you can be what you want to be you can do you know what i mean nobody can stop you you know like that uplifting uh those uh motivational posters hanging on the high school walls you know what i'm talking about just that empty words like this just that empty fucking like that, I don't know, like Joel Austin. I guess that's a bad example because he's not like, I mean, he is motivational, but he's religious. So that's like, to me, it's a bad example because it's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other monster. But yeah, well, I don't even know where I was going with that. Hmm. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not even going to try to attempt to go back to where I was going with that. You know why? Because this episode's about over already. 
man, I've went on and on and on and on about fucking drugs the whole episode. Well, you know, that's, I mean, this pod, that's what this podcast is, man. I've said it. I'm going to talk about what's, what's going on in the, in my brain at the time. This is a weird one too for me because I like, I really sat for like an hour going back and forth between do I like, I'm telling you, I didn't even feel like doing an episode today right up until the point where I finally did. (laughs) It's very weird. Like I, 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 didn't think I was going to belt one out today. I really didn't. I was just kind of like, I was kind of almost like coming to this. I was, I almost had like a split realization for a second that I, I, you know, I don't even know if I want to be a podcaster anymore, but it was like real quick and it went away. <laughs> think I'm going to give up that easy. It's not like this is very hard to do shit. Just get stone, run my mouth for an hour, you know? Two times a week or so, three. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not even stoned though. Damn it. Kind of sucks, man. I wish a fucking weed dude get a hold of me already. <laughs> so Snapchats, MySpace, what? All this social media shit's trending. Oh, there was that. There was like some kind of big hearing though, right? Where uh, one of the senators is supposed to grill Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. God, he seems like such a... <sighs> Twitter doesn't own Spotify or Anchor, do they? Okay. I'm not a fan of Jack Dorsey. Not not really a fan from what little I've seen. Like He just seems like such a... I don't know. I I, I don't want to say too much because it's like Spotify and Anchor mods could listen to this or Apple Podcast mods could listen to this. They might be friends with Jack. Look, I'm just going to be flat out honest. Obviously, I don't know the guy. I'm going by a couple minutes I've seen him on. Like, I couldn't even watch the whole... I'm I'm a fairly big Joe Rogan fan. I think people that's been listening to this podcast have probably already figured that out by now. And I could not, like, I couldn't, the episode that he had Jack in there, it's, nah. I would like, I I do need to go back, though, and watch the one where they had Jack and then that chick, and, sorry, that lady, I, look at me trying to be all politically correct and stuff. Uh, Yeah, you're not supposed to call girls chicks, I think, isn't that the, that's the, that's the woke way now, right, can't. Don't can't call them chicks. Nope. Nope. Don't call them chicks. Lady. <sighs> anyway, that lady, and then Tim Pool, and Tim Pool was just grilling into her. I did see a couple clips of that. I thought that was cool. Oh, by the way. Oh no, I guess I can't say that. I don't. I don't really want to give out my location, but I've already said I'm in the Midwest. Well, I will say this. If if everything that's official, like on on Tim Pool's and what he's saying, that's official. Apparently, apparently, me and Tim Pool don't live too far apart. Apparently, apparently, we might be within the same state lines. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I will say this. If it wasn't for I have a daughter to raise that was 
born in you know in this location that I'm at now, and this is all she's known, and she's 13 now, and this is all she's known. I would have probably at least ventured. I would have tried to you know live somewhere else, even if just for a short time, just for just a change, you know, or whatever. The interesting thing is, though, my daughter said that she would absolutely love to move to Colorado. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't say. Um, because that is a state that I have been eyeing. As I, Definitely, like, I'm going to vacation there. Like, I've been saying that for, like, a few years now. Like, as soon, as soon as I get my driver's license back and have a car, I am whew, headed out west. To Colorado, um, because I'm gonna eat a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, legally, quality ones, like in the pro in in the uh, appropriate environment around the appropriate type of people for the appropriate kind of experience. Because it's not for me. Like I'm over the party, party, drugs, drugs, woo, hoo, hoo. I'm looking for an actual like spiritual experience. Like there's been like 80%, I think of the like 80% of these people who did like a psilocybin study and like I don't know the dose, I don't know, you know, I'm just fucking I'm just parroting shit. But they said like there was a high percentage of people that said that their that their psilocybin experience, their magic mushroom experience was one of the most if not the most profound experiences of their life you know it's like good for getting people that are on their deathbed ready for death it's like good for so much stuff people are my look there's a reason all these tech execs and all these people out in silicon valley and all, all these creatives are micro dosing these mushrooms there's there's reasons for that happening there's reasons that uh you know the the whole what DC area now like like everything surrounding the White House. I think mushrooms are decriminalized. Like there's, you got to pay attention, people. You have to pay attention. You got to read in between the lines, or just do like I do and listen to a podcast from people that are supposed to be smarter than me. Anyway. That's about it for today, guys. That was uh, 25 episodes, man. We're quarter of the way to 100. We're getting there, folks. We're getting there. And uh, I am liking those numbers that I've been seeing. Of course, I you know, uh, Anchor just pushed out an update, too, on the app. And supposedly, like, the analytics are supposed to be uh, more accurate. But, I, I like, I, I'm... I'm used to such small numbers anyway that I, I don't think that the update to their accuracy is probably going to change like my end from what I see. But I do like what I see. So hopefully that just, you know, kind of steadily goes up, goes up, goes up. Any podcasters out there that hear this that are podcasting that would like to collaborate because I'm still like... Trying to figure out this whole bring a guest on thing because I really do want to not have to sit here and and just like do all the talking for an hour at a time. It'd be nice to bounce ideas off of other people and give myself, you know, a chance to catch a breath. So 
All right, guys, that was episode 25 of the Chill Gill Thrill. Hit me up on my socials. It's on Twitter. I still don't have an email for you to email me at, but I'm not big enough yet to have an email address to where people are sending requests, really. Right? If you really need to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. I'm not that hard to find. Good night.